Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. Dear friends, and welcome to another episode of Question and Answer with Bishop Julian Porteous. And we have Jovina Graham and Hello. myself, Jeremy Ambrose, to help you through this episode. Because, Bishop, I have a very interesting question for you. I mean, there's been this word that keeps coming up over the last, you know, five, ten years um, everywhere, and it's evangelization. It's everywhere. And it seems that us Catholics are being urged to not only embrace this word, but, but live it. And very recently there was a, a synod on the new evangelization that highlighted this need for evangelization. So can you tell us why this focus on this topic? Yes, it, it really has become, and I think it's really the grace uh, for the church of our time, evangelization. Now in the past, evangelization, uh, we're always we always associated that with the idea of, of a mission missionary country, going to Africa, going to China, going to Japan, uh, and, and thinking that uh, we need to bring the, the Christian message to people who have never heard of Christianity before. But now we have a new situation whereby the society in which we live, for a whole, a whole lot of ways, is weakening and, and, uh, and eating away at the faith of normal believers, normal Catholics. Um, and, and we find many people now who, who are, if you like, Catholic by, by name, they've been baptised, they've maybe gone to Catholic schools, they've, they've been involved in, in various things associated with the church, but they don't have any faith. And they've probably come to a point even when they, they just say, I, I really don't see any need for faith, I, don't, uh, I don't, certainly don't practice my faith in any way. So this is a, um, a reality that, that's very much a reality of our age and very much something the church is wanting to address very directly and address head on. That's why it's, uh, it's talking a lot more about evangelization, talking about the fact of the need to evangelize, particularly in uh, cultures and traditions that, that have been traditionally Catholic, but many people now have lost a sense of, of faith. So there still is a place and a need for the evangelization in countries and places of the world that have not yet heard the gospel. But the church is directing more and more of its attention now to how can we help people who, by virtue of culture and background, should be Christian, should be Catholic, but now because of the forces that work in society have lost a sense of faith, have lost uh, any real association with the church. So the church is really look, looking at this issue. It really sees it as a, a major challenge for the church in, in our time. How do we do this? So this is why evangelization is being spoken of so much at the present moment. Okay, Bishop, so that's, that's all well and good. I think anyone who, who has a faith and is trying to live their faith can kind of see the importance of you know, evangelizing cultures that have lost a bit of the sense of what it is to be Christian. But let's get real here. I, I, the, the idea of actually evangelizing someone does not sit very well with me. It seems a little bit, 
I don't know. Uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, and and I don't. Know, is it really our responsibility as lay? Like I'm a lay person. Surely this is the responsibility of religious and and clergy. Mm. To, yeah. And I think many Catholics struggle. They may accept the thing, the, the principle of yes, the church needs to evangelise, <clears throat> but don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> For a whole lot of reasons, you know. The, the, maybe the first thing is said, look, people, a lot of Catholics feel, look, I'm not skilled enough. I don't know enough about my faith. I don't feel uh, competent to be able to put up arguments for my, my faith. And certainly I don't see myself standing on a street corner preaching to a passing crowd. Um, and, I, and I prefer not to bring you know, religion into my social environment, into work and so forth. I, I just want to have a quiet private life I don't you know look I believe and I want to um, live out my Catholic faith but look don't ask me to evangelize surely that you know people would say surely that's what the priests are about that's what the religious are about and obviously priests study theology and they're, they're taught how to preach and and they are the professional if you like representatives of the church so surely they're the ones who should be doing this now it's true certainly priests should be involved in evangelization and hopefully they all are but one of the interesting things is that we're seeing <clears throat> in many of the documents of the church uh, this fact of saying no really evangelization is a task of every Catholic um, and that really if you're going to be Catholic one of your responsibilities as a Catholic is actually to be involved in evangelization that isn't something that goes down very easily <laughs> with when you can but this is what the church is saying. The church is saying every single member of the church, by virtue of being baptised, is meant to be a missionary, is meant to be one to be witness to, but not only witness in terms of I'll, I'll lead a good life and show people what it means to be a good Catholic, but actually be able to give expression to, to their faith to draw people to the faith, to draw people to, to come to know Christ. This is a tall order, and, and I, think, I think one of the issues that many of us Catholics have in this regard is the fact that probably when we look back on our life, we've come to faith, if you like, more by process of osmosis. In other words, we've, we've been in a Catholic family, we've gone to Catholic schools, we've taken part in, in parish life, we've been involved maybe in some, some Catholic organisations, and so living in that environment where faith is, is, is evidently there, we've grown in our faith and, and we've, we've have a sense of, of, of our faith. We, we love our faith. We want to live out our faith. But one of the difficulties with osmosis is that to a certain extent it sort of crept up on me and just part of me and I don't really have the confidence to actually be a proclaimer of that faith. I'm happy to be involved with organisations and groups that, that give uh, expression to faith and hopefully that helps others. But I can't really see myself being a proclaimer of the faith. Now, there's another Catholic, though, that, that has come to faith by virtue of some sort of experience or some sort of decision. Maybe they've been away from the faith for some time and then something's happened, some... some particular set of circumstances have led to them discovering the faith and coming alive in faith. And, and they've come at it from a point of view of a decision. And so sometimes people like that 
really want to share it with others because they, they've, they've been in the darkness, they've discovered the light. They've seen the difference. And, and often a person who's been through some kind of conversion or rediscovery or enlightenment or grace, they're probably better equipped to be able to be proclaimers of faith because it's something that they had their own marked moment of discovery and, and they probably are better equipped to be able to then say to others, look, I was here, now I'm here. I was in the darkness, now I'm in the light. You know, I I've, I've know what my life is like without faith and now I know what my life means to have faith. And so maybe they're better placed. But still the question remains that task of evangelization does belong to all Catholics. So Bishop Julian, I mean, what happens to those of us who, I guess, are in this osmosis category? How do we, you know, get out of that? Or how do we get the power to evangelize? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, that can very much help here is, <clears throat> even though I may not feel comfortable with the idea and prefer that others would do it, and, and really I just would prefer not to, I think we, we need to hear that there is a call being issued officially through the church, through the, the, the Holy Father. Um, certainly um, Pope John Paul many times called people to, to be active and particularly spoke to young people in that regard. Um, Pope Benedict is doing it constantly. Um, there are so many documents in the church that reflect this. So perhaps the beginning is, to, is, is for me to stand back from him and say, this isn't just something I could walk away from or ignore. This is actually something I'm being asked to do. And maybe from there I have to sort of say, well, Lord, I don't know how to do it. I, I, I don't imagine myself doing it. But can you lead me, guide me, show me how to do it? I'm open to changing. I'm open to considering the fact that I have a responsibility as a Catholic to respond to this call. And uh, it's amazing that once you begin to do it, it just becomes uh, quite easy after a while. I think the, the, the most difficult thing is beginning. And I think there are some very simple things. I think the very first thing we do is we don't preach to start off with, but we can give witness. And I think just being able, willing to talk about my faith it may be a simple thing to talk about something I went to, some activity I was involved in, or, or somebody's telling them that some problem they have in their life and they say, well, when I have problems like this, I pray about it. It's just a simple ways that we can begin to give simple testimony to others that we are a believer and that faith is a very integral, central part of our life. And, and when we have that willingness to to share just in normal conversation and think, no, that wasn't so bad after all. So we don't have to think about standing before tens of thousands of people proclaiming our faith, but we can, we can begin to evangelise in the relationships of people immediately around us. And I suppose the thing I'm saying, Lord, use me as your instrument to bring your truth, your light, your grace to those around me, to my family, to my friends, to my work colleagues. If I take that attitude to say that, Lord, I'm willing to be used, I'm willing for you to guide me, 
then it, it's amazing how things start to unfold and opportunities come and, and suddenly we find ourselves able to say things which surprise us. I thought I never could have put it like that. Well, that's probably the Holy Spirit giving us the words to say when we don't quite know what we should say. So I think that the basic message here is, is for all Catholics, whether you've had some quite profound experience or not, to say the church is saying to me today, you're a Catholic. You are called to be a witness to Christ. You are called to be involved in the great mission of the church in the world, which is evangelization. Bishop, you've given us a very beautiful, um, I guess, description of how one person evangelizes to another through witness. But right now in Rome, there's hundreds and hundreds of people gathering to talk together in this synod on the new evangelization. And I wonder, a whole bunch of people, bishops, uh, experts in the field, theologians, talking about the new evangelization amongst each other. What do we think will come of this synod? I, I'm very interested to see what will emerge from this synod. I, I think it is, um, it's a very, been a very important moment for the church. Um, there have been a number of propositions that have been plate given to the Holy Father. Um, and there was a, quite a beautiful statement at the very end of the synod, which was, which was written. I think what will come out of the synod uh, particularly is the fact that the church will hear once again the fact that, that we're all to be involved in this great mission of sharing our faith, of bringing others to know Christ. What I'm hoping will come out of the Synod will be actually an increased confidence and, and desire on the part of Catholics to take up the call to, to evangelise. This is not an optional extra. It's not for some people in the church. But to hear that, that to be Catholic means to have a missionary orientation to our life. I'm hoping that from the Synod and from all that's come out of that, that, that this grace, if you like, will begin to flow through the church and people will begin to heed it and respond to it and we'll, we'll actually enter a new era, a new era of missionary endeavour in the church. Not by going to foreign missions like Africa or wherever, but a new missionary endeavour right where we live, right in the environments and the cultures where we live. Well, thank you, Bishop Julian. I think that grace has already started to flow through this radio program because now all you listeners have it out there. that Your mission is to evangelize. I've been um, aware of, of, um, of creation. I've always marveled at, at so many aspects of of creation around us and you know as, as psalms say you know, the the creation reveals the glory of god and i think the more that we're able to appreciate creation itself the more we see it revealing the nature of god so in this part of the of our program each week when we talk about some little curiosity or some point of interest or sometimes i ask you did you know this um, so, um, Javina, tonight, did you know that <clears throat> when we look at um, various um, fruits and, and uh, vegetables, that, um, that there is an extraordinary order to them? Do you know that each watermelon 
has an even number of stripes on the rind. So next time you get a watermelon, <laughs> you count and you'll find that they're even. It's an even number. Each orange has an even number of segments. So when you break your orange open, it will be an even number of segments. Each ear of corn has an even number of rows. So all the rows up the corn husk is an even number. Bananas though, are very interesting. On its lowest row, a bunch of bananas, on a, on a yes. big stem of bananas, on the lowest row there is an even number of bananas. But the next row goes up by one. And the next row after that goes up by one. And so you have an even and then an odd number. And at the end, we're even once again. So in a very simple way, these things again point to a beautiful order and balance in the way that God has created things. Nothing's just haphazard but there is something wonderful about God's ordering of all created things. That's awesome, Bishop Julian. I'm, I'm in awe, but I'm also in desperate need to get me to a fruit shop to count all these things now. So thank you for another excellent Did You Know and another insightful question and answer. You've been listening to Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. For more episodes, visit credio.org.